0: welcome to a new episode of saw something scary Jeff Wright Derek Zhu here with you uh, got, got one I think that's gonna be uh, gonna be one for the debate uh, this week I'm really excited about it we're gonna be talking about 2011's buried starring Ryan o- <laughs> it's been a long week starring Ryan Reynolds there it is Jeff, what's going on, buddy? How are you?
1: I'm just living the dream, Derek. Zoo. I uh, I do think we're in for a debate. I don't think I'm uh, as big a fan as
0: you are, but I also don't think I'm super hostile. I'm I'm curious to pick your brain about what made you love this movie. Well, good man. I'm excited to talk about it as well. Uh, we will get to that momentarily. But right now, let's get to everyone's favorite part of the show. Jeff hates trailers. All right, Jeffrey. I have I have four. Uh, Two of them have been ruined by Jody Webster, and I just want to go on the record saying that. (laughs) Uh, The first one is Brightburn. Uh, Again, the aforementioned Jody Webster, I ruined this one. But uh, what if a child from another world crash landed on Earth? But instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proved to be something far more sinister. I feel like this is something that you and I have talked about on this podcast before. And James Gunn, who's producing it, said, hey, that sounds really good. I'm going to take that idea and run with it. Well, I mean, as per usual, right? I mean, we're basically feeding
1: the horror industry all their good ideas right now. So color me not surprised. Right. What can I say except you're welcome? Indeed. Uh, Well, the other thing you can say is uh, make sure you send our checks.
0: Yeah, got the check.
1: And so Evil Superman... I mean, I I'm in. I've seen that in comics. Yeah. Uh, I I really think that probably what's pushed them over the ledge on this. I don't know if you're paying attention to this, but there's a video game called Injustice. Yeah. So Injustice has become a pretty popular comic book. And oh, okay. Superman just gets evil more and more evil throughout the throughout the series. And I'm betting they were like, you know what? We've had this thing sitting on the shelf for a while, and uh, I'm gonna pull the trigger on this because apparently there's a market for it. I mean, that that's
0: got to be what's motivating this, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. So did the trailer look good? Did it look
2: interesting?
0: Yeah, man. Uh the trailer looks really good. Um uh, it's it's very dark, very sinister. Um I, I, Elizabeth Smart, I think, is playing uh the mom on it. I don't know, excuse me, Elizabeth that. Banks, not Elizabeth Smart, oh, okay. Elizabeth Banks. And uh yeah, so Elizabeth Banks is in it. David Denham or Denman from uh The Office and um golly, what else has he been in? He was in 13 hours. He was in the gift. Uh, he played Roy on the office. He's he's playing the dad in this. Okay. uh, But yeah, man, I, I was, I was really impressed and, and, you know, uh, all kidding aside, Jody did put this on the, we saw Something Scary Facebook page, but, um, also like a couple of my friends sent me this trailer and they were like, dude, this is what you guys have been talking about. So, um, I, yeah, I, I really, I'm really excited about about this one. This for me, Jeff. This will be uh, opening night, opening weekend type movie. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna mark that down. Then, if you're that enthusiastic about it, I'm sure I will. <laughs> Enjoyed as well. Um, can, can I fantasy book this for a little while, please? Here's what I need to happen with this movie, and to you, Hollywood people who are already listening, just get your pencils out. Um, I need this to cross over with Hancock. Ooh, okay. And, and I need Will Smith's Hancock to come in to be the uh, the foil to what's his name, Mister Brightside? Uh, Brightburn. Oh, Brightburn. I was thinking the killers might get involved here. Um, yeah, I need Hancock versus Brightburn. Can you can you make that happen? I know you've got the Hollywood connect.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Dolly and Will are pretty good friends, so I'll put a call into Dolly, and she might be able to take care of that for you. Sweet. Thank you for making that happen, Derek. It's the
1: it's the Christmas gift I really wanted.
0: Yeah. Hey, man. I'm here for you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Can I sidebar
1: sidebar real quick about Dolly? Yeah, please. So Christy was watching Netflix when I came home last night, and she was watching a movie called Dumplin'. Are you yeah. familiar with this? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, man! It made me so uh, excited to just listen to Dolly Parton music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lucy Southwell actually was watching that yesterday as well. And she messaged me and she said, Hey, your, uh, your boss is on Netflix. So,
1: yeah. Well, the, 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 one of the major plot points here is that uh, these young ladies go for training uh, for a uh, beauty pageant. They get the training from some drag queens at a local mm-hmm. like, drag queen bar. And I was telling Christy, there was a drag queen in that movie that I actually thought was Dolly Parton cameoing on the down low. <laughs> I was blown away by how much, uh, I don't even know the right reference here, but how that, how much that person looked like Dolly Parton. So yeah.
2: you,
1: you got to tune in, man. You got to check it out. I know, I know right. you're anxious for more Dolly content in your life. Yeah, I don't
0: have enough of it as is. so. Uh you're the you're the third person to tell me that I need to watch Dumpling. So I guess that's that's what I'm gonna have to do. True story, I've had Jolene in my head for like twenty-four hours at this point. I, I guarantee you I've had it in my head longer than you have yours. <laughs> I think it'll probably take therapy to get it out of your head. Yeah. All right, so Brightburn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so Brightburn comes out on May twenty fourth of next year. So right in the middle of the of the summer blockbuster movies,
1: you know what? I think I'm gonna have to watch this trailer. Gonna make, I think you uh, should. Gonna make the rare
0: break and and check this one out. Yeah, I really do think you should. I think it's a I think it's a good idea. All right, one for one. on Jeff H. Trailers. Ooh, well, let's just go ahead and talk about the one, the other one that Jody ruined, the Predator Holiday short uh, that'll be debuting next Wednesday, uh, December the nineteenth, during BoJack Horseman on Comedy Central, and it's exactly what you think it's going to be.
1: Well. I'm a tabula rasa here. Tell, tell me what it what it's going
0: to be. Um, it's going to be claymation. It's going to be predators, killing reindeer, and trying to kill the elves. Great. You know, yeah. I was telling my wife, as odd as this sounds,
1: I don't think any of my children have ever seen those claymation Christmas movies uh-huh. that are, you know, they're, they're entrenched in our memory, I think, because we used to, I mean, I guess this is dating us, but we used to have three channels. Right. and. That was like the highlight of Christmas entertainment for kids, um, but in the age of Netflix and whatnot, I don't think my kids have ever watched it. so I think what I'll do is I'll just leap to the predator thing and be like, "Look kids this isn't this wonderful?" Yeah, I think that's
0: smart. Uh, the trailer for this is basically uh, an elf is talking to Dasher, I believe, and all of a sudden Dasher gets a target on his chest and the elfs like, "Oh, what's going on?" And he goes, "Watch out sparkles." And grabs a machine gun and starts shooting into the unknown, and then is blown to pieces. I love it. It's already yeah. like my second favorite Christmas movie, behind It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, maybe,
1: maybe slightly ahead of that one. Oh, wow! Well. I, I guess I would go Die Hard.
0: Oh, I would have said Batman Returns.
1: Yeah, Batman Returns is a good candidate. No, yeah. uh, personally, my
0: one. favorite, uh, my
1: favorite Christmas movie is Bethlehem. Derek, I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll lash myself. Of course, that's my favorite Christmas m- movie. <laughs> it's okay. I'll uh, I will, I'll mail you a remote to just shock me, however much you feel is just and appropriate. No, nah, don't
0: worry about it. Just eat your greens. That's all I ask.
1: <laughs> of course, Bethlehem. I mean, as the resident Christmas hater on this podcast, um, I'm all in favor of anything that subverts traditional Christmas
0: imagery. <laughs> yeah, it shows Christmas for what it really is, dysfunctional families.
1: Yeah, I mean empty sentimental dreck. Did I yeah, say that out loud? That's perfect. Yeah. Perfectly acceptable Christmas. <laughs> I don't know if there is such a thing. I mean, I, I, there is a version. Like the Christmas that takes place at my house and the Christmas mm-hmm. that takes place with our church family. Uh, yeah, that's that's more than perfectly acceptable. That's delightful. But everything else <laughs> is one long spiral around the toilet bowl. I agree.
0: I agree. Uh but the again, the Predator holiday Holiday Short will be out next Wednesday during BoJack Horseman on Comedy Central. I don't know if they're going to put it on any kind of streaming platform or maybe Comedy Central streaming or something. But if you want to, you want to get your kids down by the open fire and uh, watch a good Holiday Short, this will be the one to do it.
1: So what you do is you set your DVR and come home and watch it after you go see the Deadpool Christmas cut, right? Yes. Okay. That's the that's the play.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Deadpool Christmas, watch Bethlehem on YouTube and then this holiday short to to end your night.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure that's the perfect Christmas recipe.
0: Oh, 100 percent.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, to all of our festive uh, podcast listeners out there, that's our that's our Christmas gift to you. This is your recipe <laughs> for a perfect Christmas evening.
0: Again, what can we say except you're welcome?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, all right. So you're gonna try to watch that, Jeff, next week?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely okay. catch that.
0: All right, we're two for two.
1: Before it. anybody calls CPS, I'm not going to make my kids watch it. <laughs> just real, just real quick for the record.
0: Oh man, that's hilarious! Uh, It's a darn shame. I think they'd love it. You think CPS would love it? Love to come in and arrest me, drag. Yeah, well, maybe not CPS, but (laughs)
1: drag me out of my house.
0: Yeah, it's Christmas. Just reminds me of. uh, Do you ever see the the wonderful whites of West Virginia? Did you ever watch that documentary? Oh yeah, buddy, buck dancing, and yeah, man,
1: that's a that's a national treasure. It's also like my neighborhood. (laughs)
0: When they're like, CPS he took her baby. That's what it reminds
2: me of.
1: Yeah, yeah there's a lot of that there. Uh, what, what's the main guy there? Um, Jesco White. Jesco, yeah, I'd I'd say Jesco knows a few people with children who have had to enter into uh, the the system. Oh yeah, unfortunately, for sure, West oh. Virginia. <laughs> No, no offense to our listeners in the lovely state of West Virginia. Yeah, you can't all be
0: like the whites. We understand. Again, I live in Walling. I'm not talking <laughs> down to you. <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, the third one that we're going to talk about is the Umbrella Academy, and this is a new Netflix series, and uh, it centers around this, a disbanded group of superheroes Reunite after their adopted father, who trained them to save the world, dies.
1: Man, we are up for some imaginative takes on the superhero genre, I guess. Yeah, man. Uh, Okay. Okay. So, I mean, that premise is fine, I guess. Um, What was that movie that Mark Wahlberg was in with Andre 3000? Do you remember that? Um, Um, set in Detroit. There was another brother, four brothers, four brothers. So this is four brothers with superpowers.
0: Yeah. Okay. Did the trailer look good? Yeah. It looked interesting. I don't know if good is the right word, but it's enough that I'll watch the first episode to see if it tickles my fancy. Okay. Anybody in it who I would know? Uh, There's
1: no one in it that I know. Okay. And you said you will watch the first episode. So did you say this is a series? Obviously, it's not a movie, I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, it's a Netflix series.
1: Netflix series. Okay. Okay. I must have missed that. I'm sorry. So do we know, is it like 10 episodes? Are they doing something longer? It
0: is 10 episodes as of right now, yes.
1: And is this their attempt to make us forget they canceled Daredevil? Possibly. Well, how dare Uh, they? We remember. Saw Something Scary remembers Netflix.
0: Yeah. And we don't like it.
1: No. So, um, do you have any sense of what powers this group of superheroes have
0: i i, I don't uh, i'll I'll be completely honest with you, man. I watched this um in the in the Russian bush of today. Uh, and so nothing really sticks out to me gotcha. about it. But okay. I, I thought that the premise was cool. And I thought that, again, like I said, there was enough in there where I was like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll check out the first episode. I think like one of the kids can manipulate fire. Mm. Um, I think it's just your, you know, <laughs> your ragtag bunch of superheroes, right? Like <laughs> they, they pulled out the box of gimmicks and just gave out
1: classic stereotypes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Fire kid, then ice kid, then fly kid, then yeah. strong kid. Y'all go. Go fight bad guys. Yeah, you go fight chicken salad kid. Huh? <laughs> like that's just how it goes. Well, I'll tell you what, Derek, this is a second movie that or excuse me, series I will probably watch the trailer for.
0: Yeah. Oh hey, you know what? I, I forgot. Ellen Page is in this.
2: Oh, okay.
0: And I feel well, like you didn't... and I I feel like you and I had the conversation before where we talked about how Ellen Page isn't in a lot of things.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's kind of choosy. Yeah. I, why do I feel like she was in an X-Men thing for a minute? Was she
0: in the she X-Men? She was. Okay. Yeah, she was Kitty Pride.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well,
2: good and then to they tried to, to do that, that love that
0: triangle between her and Iceman. and. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. Well, I'll definitely check it out. So, at, at this point, we're basically, you, you, you've got me convinced to watch two trailers. You're turning me into a person I don't recognize, Derek. That's what I'm here
0: for, sir. It's, uh, Tis the season to be merry. mm and that's who I'm trying to turn you into is Mary. Did, Mary, did you know? Yes. You used to be Jeff Wright. Yes. Mary, did you know that you need to start watching trailers? <laughs> uh, well, I'm game. Also, Also, this is written by Steve Blackman, who I don't think is the 2000s WWF wrestler, but I really hope that it is.
1: Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna hit that, and he is the the wrestler. Yeah,
0: done and done. Yeah. So if you want to watch something written by the the Lethal Weapons Steve Blackman, check out the Umbrella Academy on February the fifteenth on Netflix. Hey, uh, we haven't talked. Rest in peace, Dynamite Kid. Right? Yeah, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that dude's interesting. Uh, I don't want to go on a tangent because I know a lot of people won't care, but. Um, before his time in the ring, but he was a dirt bag outside of the ring, man. Yeah, sure seems that way. It's weird when somebody dies that,
1: I mean, you can tell that they are really salty souls when, like, everybody's like, man, Dynamite was a great performer, but what a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you're dead is usually when you get the, the
0: laurels tossed on you, but the, not Dynamite. Yeah. You know who, uh, you know who uh, is, oh, geez, let me try that again. Do you know who has been uh, doubted as, like, his number one fan for the longest time?
1: No.
2: Chris Benoit.
0: Oh, my word. Yeah. That like, word. tried to emulate his style after the Dynamite Kid and everything else. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. Well,
2: huh. okay. Yeah. As a matter
0: of fact, I, I was talking to a friend of mine after the Dynamite Kid passed away. And I said, if you ever want to do a deep dive on a professional wrestler, you should deep dive. I mean, besides Chris Benoit, because what an insane story that is. You
1: dude, should. That's a. The Benoit thing is like, don't stare into the abyss because the abyss will stare back.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway, that's, so. that's actually a really good way to put it. Um, but I, I told her, I said, if you want to do a deep dive on, on a wrestler, the Dynamite Kid is the one to go into because that dude, man, he was rough. Yeah.
1: I mean, basically with him and Benoit. My uh, my excursion there got really really dark, and uh, Mm -hmm. I say that knowing that this is a horror movie podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Uh, Those are real life monsters. Yeah, so there's a difference. Yeah. Well, on that cheering note, forgive me. Yeah, let's go to the fourth trailer. Yeah, Uh, and this one is for a trailer that I literally found out about today. Thanks for the email, Netflix. It is for a movie, uh, another Netflix movie called Bird Box. And here's the synopsis on this bird box. In the wake of an unknown global terror, a mother must find the strength to flee with her children down a treacherous river in search of safety. Due to unseen deadly forces, the perilous journey must be made blindly. Directed by Academy Award winner Suzanne Byer, Bird Box is a thriller starring Academy Award winner Sandra Bullock, John Malkovich, Sarah Paulson, and Trevante Rhodes.
1: No kidding. Yeah, man. Well, okay. So that premise did not grab grab my attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, But man, what a cast! Yeah. Did am I crazy? Did did Bullock not already make a movie about premonition? Some river You're thinking
0: about premonition.
1: And I think there was yeah, Fire on the Amazon back from ninety three. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure she like. Had to escape down a river in that one too.
2: Yeah, that's uh, probably
1: right. Well, sorry, premonition though. <laughs> uh, much much better movie. I would rather talk about that one. But I I feel like Sandra's done the uh, escaping down a river thing. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about uh the De Niro remake of uh Cape Fear. I don't know. Maybe maybe my head's all screwed up. Did uh did Bird Box look like something you want to watch?
0: Yeah, I I, I don't think It's not one of those things where it's going to be like appointment viewing, uh, especially because it comes out like December the 21st. So I'm going to be – so I guess that's next week. Holy smokes. Yeah, it's next Friday. Um, Yeah, so it's not something that I'm going to like immediately go to. But I definitely think that during my off season, you know, in January when I've got some downtime, I'll check it out. I mean, how can you not with that cast, right? Sarah Paulson, John Malkovich, Sandra Bullock. I mean, it's a great cast. Yeah, Those first two names you read off
1: were enough to really get my attention, but then when you add Paulson in there too, uh, I'm, I'm sold, so I'm guessing I'll be watching Bird Box too,
0: yeah. And also, uh, Laurel Howry is in this from Get Out, yeah, baby, get that guy some more work, yeah. And Tom Hollander, who just did a great turn in, um, oh man, in Bohemian Rhapsody, okay. Who did he, he play? He played their lawyer?
1: lawyer, okay, gotcha. Um, did uh, did you see the report? This is totally rabbit trail. I'm sorry for this, but did you see the report? They may do a sequel to Bohemian Rhapsody. How? I, I have no idea. That's that's the same thing. That uh, are they going to are they going to make it
0: about Adam Lambert and Queen
1: this time? I don't know. Although um, those guys are coming to Nashville next year, mm-hmm. and guess who got his wife tickets for? Oh Christmas. man, good for
0: you! Yeah. That's
1: fantastic. Pretty pumped.
0: Yeah, you know who else is coming to Nashville next year? Derek Zoo? Oh, that's true, but also Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh. Really? You know who got tickets for that? Who? Derek Zoo. You're a Hootie and the Blowfish fan? Oh my goodness, yeah, man, for sure. Is Rucker done with country music? I I don't think so, but they're going to uh they're going to definitely do like a reunion tour. Uh, you know who's opening for them? uh uh-uh. uh Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> oh my gosh, Derek. Yeah, man. How did I not I would think that just as a child
1: of the 90s my radar would have sensed this.
0: Yeah, I I thought you would too, man. I found out about it the day that they announced the tour, and I grabbed tickets last week. Um, Thank you, um, what I use. Well, you know who I used. Thank you. Bands in Town? What's that? Is it Bands in Town? No, it was... Golly, I forget. Things are all a blur right now for me, Jeff. You use Dolly Parton's connections. <laughs> I use Dolly's connections. Yeah, I called her agent, and uh, and he was like, "For you, anything, no big deal."
1: Man, that Stub is a, I stubborn. use StubHub. Good.
0: Jeez, thank you, StubHub.
1: That is a concert I totally want to go to. Yeah, and and here's the thing: I really do have a grudge against old brother Darius because he ruined old Crow's wagon wheel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But the royalties out there probably financed their last three albums, so maybe I shouldn't be upset. Right. Uh maybe that's the mental cleanse I need to to get back to, to loving him. Dude, that sounds like a great show. I realize yeah. it, it, you have to be like on the wrong side of thirty five or I guess that's not for you, but you know, your 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 age starts with a three to be excited about that lineup, but yeah. I'm excited about that lineup.
2: Yeah.
0: Man, uh, you know, Spotify just came out with their, you know, your like top one hundred songs or whatever. uh-huh And uh three 3 hooting the blowfish songs popped up and like 4 bare naked lady songs popped up in my top 100 of the year. Yeah. And I was like, yep, this makes sense.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to make a note to go check out stuff up. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned yeah they
0: were they were pretty well priced too. Like they were pretty decent. So,
1: well, true story. Now, this has been a couple of years, but one of the best concerts I ever went to was at an amphitheater with um, Counting Crows, Goo Goo Dolls, and some other band that should have been playing with them. Mm-hmm. And we just sat on the grass and had a blast. It, it may have been trained. It's something like that. <laughs> um, anyway, we we just had a blast sitting out there singing every song, you know. So yeah. Man. Done and done.
0: Um, You had mentioned Little Rail. Did I tell you I watched Unfriended Dark Web? No, No, but I think I saw something about you and Tony Carr were talking about it in the Facebook group. Well, so Betty Gabriel is in it. Oh, okay. Which I would have thought would
1: just locate it directly in my field spots and I'd love it. Yeah. And I, I you know, I liked the the predecessor. I didn't think it was, you know, the best of the year or anything, but it it was better than I expected it. I thought it was a really good comedy. <laughs> Dark Web is awful. Mm. I mean,
0: like, gasp. That's a shocker.
1: Yeah, I, I'm the I'm the horror uncle, right? I like I see the good in all of these things. Right. There's no good in that movie. Just it's a complete waste of time. And Betty Gabriel's in it. I don't know yeah. how, but yeah, it, it happened.
0: Hey, I gotta I gotta say this uh, so that we've got it documented on the podcast. When we do start doing merchandise, which should be at the first of the year, uh, I want a horror uncle T-shirt. Just <laughs> a guy with a beard
1: and a smile. Yeah, I believe in you. <laughs> yeah, that's the tagline. I believe in
0: you, unless you're Rob Zombie. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put that on the back unless you're Rob Zombie. Yeah, done and done. And then that way, if people if people uh, do believe in Rob Zombie, they can just duct tape the back of it. Or they can just come to their senses. <laughs> That's the other option. Hey, man, I know that there's a couple of people listening out there right now that believe in Rob Zombie. So um, Whoever you are, I love you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You're deeply wrong. Hot garbage. Hey, let, let's talk about something uh, uplifting and, and uh, interesting. I finally got to see Bohemian Rhapsody the other day. Yes. And I loved it. It's great, isn't it? Like, like it might be one of my top five movies of the year. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't want to argue with you on that. There was just a, I told my wife, there was a little bit too much
0: car wash going on there. Which Yeah, there's a little, there's a little too much Gaga.
1: Yeah. I'm not I, talking uh, Lady Gaga. Right. The uh, the mustache scrubbing, uh, I could have done without a little bit of that, just because I don't Actually, I appreciate that movie that they're like, hey, Freddie was a sexual creature. And mm-hmm. this is, you know, inescapably part of his story. But none of them you, like you don't take a deep dive into any of their sex lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, man, that movie is never better than when they're in concert. Like I, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned Lambert. I've been watching some like YouTube concerts of Queen. Uh, I try to like get myself psyched up, to, you know, for when I go see them next year. Yeah. I really think I'd rather see Malik play with Queen than uh, yeah. than Lambert.
0: Yeah, do you know that Adam Lambert's in that movie? Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, he's the truck driver. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's
1: cool. Yeah, right, I'd that. I thought that All was right. really deep. Let me throw this to you. Do you know that some of the vocal work was done by uh, an unnamed uh, contemporary Christian musician from Nashville? Yes, I did know that. Okay, do you know who it is? I do not. I'm curious. I, I mean, one of our listeners probably does know, but it, I was told that you know, hey, it was this unnamed CCM artist, and I was like, who in the world could that be? I'd love to know. It's uh,
0: uh, Kevin
1: Max.
2: <laughs> that's perfect
1: did uh did did any of the the music of queen uh stand out to you like you know some song you heard on there that, that you weren't really super familiar with
0: um not not necessarily not that i can remember uh i'm i'm a, i'm like an under the radar pretty big queen fan. Yeah. Um I
1: thought like I was too. The the reason I ask you is because one Radio Gaga um is a song that my kids love that okay. I've never heard before. Yeah. But um at the end, in at the very beginning of the credits, they play it's just a close up of Freddie singing Don't Stop Me Now. I love that song. Man, I had never heard it before. Really? I know that's crazy. I listen to a lot of rock music and classic rock. I had never heard it, and I bet you I've listened to it it, it would not surprise me if if you know, whoever could keep Kind of this, I'd listened to it 200 times since I've seen that, that movie. Yeah. I, I now think it's the best Queen song.
0: It is really good. I don't know if it's the best Queen song or not, but it's really good. I'll say this too. It's also the best Elton John
1: song that Elton John didn't record. Okay. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know we are off on multiple rabbit trails here, but I really like Bohemian Rhapsody.
0: Yeah. It was great. Yeah. So um, I need to send you this. I need to send you a link. You know, Jimmy Fallon does the uh, lip sync challenges and stuff. Mm-hmm. One time he did one with Paul Rudd. Okay. and Paul Rudd lip-synced to Don't Stop Me Now. Oh, nice. And I didn't think that I could like that song anymore, and then lovable Paul Rudd lip-synced to it, and I was like, oh, there it is. Even better. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. Here's my connection to uh, singing that song. We have a Christmas party, as everybody does, coming up for – my spouse's work and they always do karaoke there. Mm-hmm. And I'm seriously praying that somebody brings a queen karaoke CD. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, I'm going to be flashing by like Lady Godiva. That's right. Don't stop me lamp now. Lampshade
0: on your head. Don't stop me now.
1: <laughs> exactly. It, if if it plays out, Derek, I will get a picture to send to you of me with a lampshade on my head singing, don't stop me now. No, oh, that would. I mean, that's
0: really the the only Christmas present I need. <laughs> Hey, uh, I, we are deep diving on this rabbit trail. But let me just ask you this question, because I was thinking it watching the movie in 40 years, because I mean, essentially, that's when Queen got together, right? It was 40 years ago. In 40 years, do you think there's going to be anybody worthy of a biopic? like Freddie Mercury was for this one, or, you know, they're doing an Elton one pretty soon. I I don't know if, I don't know if the trailers that you saw in that movie were the same as mine, but there was a, there was an Elton trailer. I think we've talked about it here on the show before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's really good. Yeah. But like, I just started thinking like there's, and maybe it's just because we're so connected now to everyone. Like everyone has a Twitter, everyone has a Facebook, everyone has an Instagram. Like there's no, there's nothing behind the scenes anymore. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point.
0: But I mean, do you? Do, is there anyone that come like springs to your mind where you go, oh yeah, that artist should have a should have a biopic done about them in thirty to forty years? Well, do we think Keith Richards will be dead by then? No, no, Keith will still be playing with. Uh, <laughs> Keith will still be playing with Nick Jagger's severed head on a on a robot.
1: Yeah ah man, that's a really good question Derek the the thing the, the big surprise of my pop culture life has been and it sounds silly saying it out loud now, but again, I, I graduated high school in 1999. Um, that, that none of the alternative bands that were so much a part of my high school experience really had staying power
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and the chili peppers, maybe, um, you know, Nirvana probably was the one that would have, and there's a version of it that lives on in the Foo Fighters, but you know, it's just actually, here's the one I'll suggest to you. Um, Billy uh, Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. Okay, because he, you know, there was a, several years ago now there was this article from Rolling Stone called "Rock God uh, Interrupted" about him, mm-hmm. about how he's like clearly a musical genius. He knows it, but he never really rose to the kind of acclaim he saw himself as worthy of. Okay, I'd watch a biopic about that guy, um, and uh, you and I would both be very interested in the wrestling sidebar. That would be part of that story too. It won't be anything like the kind of universal love for Mercury mm-hmm. you know, that's come through, but he will probably be an interesting enough guy to tell a story about. Yeah. Uh, so that that's my submission. It it won't be anything like major box office like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. But I'll go wheeling out of my nursing home or assisted living or whatever <laughs> to, uh, to go watch it. What do you think? Uh, what do you think about Kurt Cobain? If, if, if we could do if they could do a Kurt Cobain project, Man, you know, there was a couple of Kurt Cobain documentaries that came out. Was it last year? Yeah, I think so. There was the one about the cop saying that Courtney killed him. And then there was one that was just trying to be more faithful. as like a, a biography. Mm-hmm. I just wonder, I wonder who you could get involved in that project that you would feel, one, was credible and two, reliable enough to like partner with to try and pull that off. Yeah. I mean, it's basically Dave Grohl. Right. If, if he would talk about it, though, you know, he's. He has clearly tried to build a life outside of Nirvana, and then um, yeah, I just I don't know who else you go to to get the story, you know? Yeah, I mean it was cool. true. I read that with Bohemian Rhapsody uh, that you know the the remaining members of Queen were heavily involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't know who that I don't know who that is from uh, from Cobain's life. Yeah, and if it is Courtney, I don't mean to throw shade at her. I'm assuming for the financial gain she'd be very interested in doing it, but I don't really care to hear her story. Yeah. I'll just, I guess I'll leave it there. Just not interested.
0: Yeah. The only person that I could think of modern day that I think would be uh, interesting because they stay so, I mean, they're in the limelight, but they keep their personal life for the most part so far out of it is Beyonce. Mm,
1: That'd be a good one. And she would be the kind who could get the universal love yeah. that, that you've seen from uh, from this uh, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody pick. That's a good choice, Derek.
0: Yeah, that's the only one I could think of. Because I was just thinking, like, I mean, really, Britney? Like Britney Spears, maybe? Um, yeah, The Rise
1: and Fall. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a couple people, like Tupac, right? Uh, yeah. But I also feel, like you said earlier, there's no secrets anymore. We've already had multiple documentaries and... Uh, you know, even like the thirty for thirty that was done about Tyson had a lot about Tupac's final moments, and right. I just feel like I know more about his life. I, I I learned a ton. Now I realize I looked up that a lot of liberties were taken with Bohemian Rhapsody, but I still felt like I I learned a lot about Freddie Mercury, and it kind of set the hook in my mouth to go learn more. Yeah, I don't know who's left to discover anything about. Yeah,
2: yeah. Beyonce's it's a sad. good choice.
0: Beyonce's a good choice. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that'll do it for uh, this week's episode of Biopic Weekly. And uh, we'll return you to our regularly scheduled program. And that'll do it for this week's episode. Jeff H. Trailers.
1: Get us, to, uh, get us to Entertainment Weekly. We have, <laughs> right. We're your new podcast. maybe. Yeah. All right, Derek. Let's jump into this week's and this has been kind of a slow week. I I don't have a ton of stuff to put in front of you. I got two or three here. One of them I think we're both gonna be more excited about. Uh let me let me go from lesser to greater. Okay. Uh we saw Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom this summer, and I'm I'm not gonna be worried about spoiling the end of that movie. <laughs> um Derek, if you were to take what you saw at the end of Fallen Kingdom and sketch out what the next Jurassic World is going to look like, the next movie, what would you think would be going on? Uh, absolute terror. Okay. In what setting?
0: Uh in the in the setting of the the dinosaurs running amok in what California is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was like a velociraptor looking over one of these uh, suburbs. It looks like a house farm. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, with that in mind, Colin Trevorrow uh, gave an interview, and this is, listen to what he had to say about the next movie. I just have no idea what would motivate dinosaurs to terrorize a city. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Let, let's press on. They can't organize, so they need they need a community organizer, Derek. Um, right now, we've got lethal predators in wild areas. Is this around. guy
0: a Baptist? And he thinks everyone needs a committee.
1: <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> If there's fried chicken there, we will form a committee. Amen to that. Um, Right now, we've got lethal predators in wild areas surrounding cities all over the world. They don't go pack hunting for humans in urban areas. So, okay, maybe that's true. Maybe the coyotes living outside of Boulder, Colorado, aren't pack hunting for humans in urban areas. Mm -hmm. They're also not T-Rexes.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. Velociraptors
1: um but anyway so the world i get excited about is the one where it's possible that a dinosaur might run out in front of your car on a foggy back road <laughs> or invade your campground looking for food. Oh, my goodness. A world where dinosaur interaction is unlikely but possible, the same way we watch out for bears or sharks. We hunt animals, we
0: traffic them, we herd them, we breed them, we invade their territory and pay the price. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Does this guy not know about the multiple sightings of bears in Tennessee? Or like the history
1: of human interactions? I mean, in fairness to him, he says we invade their territory and pay the price. All right. Um, He says, but we don't go to war with them. If that was the case, we'd have lost that war a long time ago. So are are we going to see a a Jurassic world that's like 20 years in the future and dinosaurs are just, you know, some version of the Meg? You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, this great monster just came trundling
0: out of the forest to kill people by accident. I I don't know, man. I'll be completely honest with you, Jeff. I could not care less about another Jurassic World. I think a lot of
1: people feel that way. We've probably done a version of this and we've talked about these movies before. I'm basically there for whatever they want to do with Jurassic Mm -hmm. World for nostalgia. Uh, But I know a lot of people are kind of out on the uh, on the promise of a next one. This one just seems like such a weird take on it. Yeah. Uh, particularly the way they they left it off. Um,
0: yeah, I, I was already like, I mean, that movie's just uh, Jurassic World Two is just not that good. Number one, dare and then the ending of it just—I literally out loud said, "What are you doing?" Yeah,
1: yeah. That. I mean, I think we get you, you can go back and find it in previous episodes, but that ending is one of the most brain dead things I've seen in years, and that's saying yeah. something. Yeah, and uh, we
0: watched the nun. Yeah, for sure.
1: That was that was brain dead. Me, my mental image of me walking into the theater to watch that movie is the most brain dead thing <laughs> that I've seen. Uh, anyway, so strange strange days ahead for Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, whatever the franchise is called now. Yeah. The Fallen um, Kingdom. We'll just call it that. Fallen Kingdom. Sounds like it's uh, falling into some camping themes. Yeah. Just on a more sure. po- positive note, though, Derek, I think you'll be excited for this. We got some news about the Are You Afraid of the Dark movie. Yeah.
0: So, do you know the name DJ Caruso? Uh, n- no, um, not not until I saw this. Uh, I thought that DJ Caruso was the creator and writer of the original Are You Afraid of the Dark series. Turns out that was DJ McHale. Look at you, son. Yeah. Look at you. That's impressive.
1: So, I, I don't know who DJ Caruso is. For my part, I thought DJ Caruso was the fourth point guard for the Phoenix Suns this year. <laughs>
0: After realizing that he uh, has no relation to the other Caruso, I couldn't care less.
1: Well, I mean, if this if this doesn't whet your appetite, I don't know what will. Uh he helmed Triple X return of Xander Cage. <laughs> well take my money, DJ Caruso. You just hit twelve on an excitement scale of one to ten. Yeah. Uh, he apparently did Disturbia too, which okay. seems to be a movie people like, but I can't remember it because it happened way
0: back in 2007. Yeah, uh, Disturbia is with Shia LaBeouf, and it's basically like a remake of Vertigo. You remember that uh, oh, James Stewart yeah. Hitchcockian?
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, also, Jeff, to, to whet people's appetites about Mr. Crusoe, he directed several episodes of The Shield, the FX uh, series that's critically acclaimed. The,
1: uh, he, the the series that gave us not only Michael Chiklis but uh, the man who would become Boyd Crowder,
0: on Justified? Yes, sir. Indeed, Walton Walton Goggins, right? Yeah, Walton Goggins, who had a wonderful turn in Ant Man and the Wasp this year. Oh, that's true. He, yeah. he did. He played uh, he played Boyd Crowder as a arms dealer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so he directed The Shield. He also directed uh, a kind of a, a really underrated movie that no one no one really talks about. But I I really enjoyed it. It was called Two for the Money. And it was a movie with Matthew McConaughey and Al Pacino. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so I I enjoyed that. He also directed, apparently, a few episodes of the TV show Smallville. Okay,
2: okay. Well, hey, i So Homeboy's, I'm up to Homeboy's got Caruso. some
0: stuff behind him. Uh, he just had a string of bad luck with uh, The Disappointments Room and Triple X Return to Xander Cage. Did you say bad luck? yeah I'm sorry did
1: you like The Disappointments Room uh, yeah man not as much as I like The Return of Xander Cage okay so you're just being sarcastic that's good I don't think I saw any of the Triple X movies
0: okay uh, I saw the first one and I was like okay I'm done I don't have to watch anymore was this Vin Diesel was the original right yes sir and then it was Ice Cube, Ice Cube for a while yeah, yeah. okay Okay.
1: And, and yeah because they kill off Xander Cage quote unquote kill him off well I heard he returns yeah I guess he does right. look at DJ Caruso able to, to run the scouts for the Phoenix Suns and Resurrect the Dead. Yeah. Look at that guy. Hey, but they're they're giving you a a Halloween present on this one. Okay. October 11th, 2019 is the targeted release date. That's four days
0: after the old birthday, man. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. So You know what would be an even better birthday present? um, You getting cast in it? There it is. Yes, sir. Well, let's see
1: if we can't make that happen, all you Hollywood execs listening to this. Yeah.
0: And also, for all of you Sauce of the Scary fans, tweet at DJ Caruso. And DJ McHale. (laughs) Tell them both. We want Derek.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I will. uh, I'll commit to retweeting all of those that I come across. As will I. Good deal. Uh Most exciting news, Derek? Yep. We've gotten a lot of information on Jordan Peele's Us. Yes, we did. So a couple of weeks back, we got the synopsis. And, and I'll just be honest. The first sentence, just the first two names mentioned in the synopsis is enough for me to be over the moon. Okay. So a mother, played by mm-hmm. Academy Award winner Lupita Nyong'o, mm-hmm. and a father, Winston Duke from Black Panther. Ah-ha! Take their kids to the beach house, expecting to unplug and unwind with friends, uh, including Emmy winner Elizabeth Moss from The Handmaid's Tale. But as night descends, their serenity turns to tension and chaos when some shocking visitors arrive uninvited. I want all the Lapita Nyong'o and Winston Duke I can get.
0: So you're trying to tell me that their kids can't even keep their own fada safe. <laughs> You just keep going man I'm just gonna keep Feeding you stuff
1: Ooh. If they went to the Beach house and had Game night mm-hmm. And they're just Playing Ticket to Ride I'm totally <laughs> watching That movie <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: and if somehow uh, Rami Malek can come in as Freddie Mercury, then it's even better.
1: Yeah, that, at that point, I have entered the third level of existence and <laughs> achieved new heights of consciousness.
0: At that point, if I'm in the sunken place, I don't want to come out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this sounds like movies we've seen before,
1: mm-hmm. but I trust Peel's going to give us something that, that we haven't expected. But truth be told, if this is his The
0: Strangers, I'm going to be good with that. Yeah. Um, I'll be good with that, too. Can I ask you about the poster we got? You can ask me about anything you want, sir. So what did you think
1: of when you saw that poster? Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Is that, is that not just radiating off of that thing? Yeah. Phil's got to know what he's doing there, right? Oh, yeah. You know what, though? With the red on it,
0: Jeff, it looks almost like The Handmaid's tail. See, I, I didn't watch any of that. I know okay. that I probably should have, but I don't have Hulu. Well, I, I watched the first episode. Okay. Um. I, I, uh, and, and feel free. Hate tweets at Derek Zoo. I wasn't impressed. Oh, yeah. Um, but I also don't think that I was in the right mind frame, like the right mindset to watch something like that. Uh, but I wasn't impressed. But that was another thing that when I looked at it, I was like, oh, that kind of looks like the robes from The Handmaid's Tale. Hmm. But, yeah, that glove, Freddy Krueger all the yeah, way. Yeah, I'm with you entirely. I'm glad
1: I'm not alone in that. Um, yeah. Apparently, we're getting a trailer around Christmas time. On Christmas.
0: On Christmas, uh, yeah. precisely. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan Peel put on Instagram. Um, he put on Instagram today. He said, trailer coming on Christmas. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas to us. Yeah. I guess I'll have to uh, figure out a way to
1: abandon my children and an aged mother on Christmas Day, <laughs> sneak out <laughs> to the movie theater.
0: Yeah. Somehow I'm going to have to get to Tennessee, come find you and us, go watch it.
1: Done. Uh, that's the reason I need my, my mother and children would understand if I left to go hang out with uh, DZ.
2: Yeah, for sure. Okay.
1: Well, all right, man. That is going to bring us to the end of
2: this week. Oh.
0: Well, hey, uh, before we before we go completely, there's a couple things I wanted to point out. Okay, point. Um, so you put on our Facebook group. We saw something scary. I don't know how many times I've plugged that yet, but I'm going to keep going. That M Night Shyamalan's first cut of Glass was three hours and twenty minutes long. Yes, sir. That seems a bit uh, ambitious, doesn't it? To which I wanted to jump out of a building,
1: <laughs> dude. You can't. You can't be out on that movie. Like I know Shyamalan
0: has cashed all his checks with you, but that movie looks great, right? It does. However, I don't know that I want to sit in a movie theater for over two hours and watch it. Yeah. Well, if you want to give me, mm -hmm. if you want to give me 90 minutes or even what, like 105, something like that, you know, hour and 45 minutes, hour and 50, somewhere through there, that's okay. But like over two hours, that's man, that's a commitment. And I, I honest to goodness, don't know if I've got it in me or not.
1: Oh, come on, man. We've got to do that. We've got to we've got to follow up on uh frig. What was the fir- the last one called? Uh too long. The it was called Too Long. Why can I not remember the name of that movie? It just splits you right down the middle, doesn't it? Oh, thank you. Thank you. you. So, all right. I, you're not wrong. It, it's Never hard mind. to imagine any movie that would justify that kind of run time mm-hmm. unless it's like, you know, the title is World War 2. Right. Uh, or Endgame. The Last Airbender? What?
0: <laughs> yeah. See? And he did that one, too, I Jeff. Know.
1: I know, man. I know. I know. Uh, this is why I led with You're Not Wrong. But did you not feel like Split was a movie that didn't feel as long as the runtime when you watched it? The first time? No. The first time, it felt every bit of it. See, I felt like I was on the edge of my seat most of that movie.
0: Yeah. And so I remember we watched it together and I rolled my eyes at certain parts and you looked like a kid in a candy store.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's I have resting kid in candy store face. Um I, so I watched it with my wife way, way into this this year. I mean, not too long ago cuz she'd never seen it. And I thought, well, I know all the beats. This is going to be kind of kind of boring. I really enjoyed the second watch and I didn't feel like it felt substantially slower. Yeah. So I I mean, I'm sure we're just not going to see eye to eye on this, but I it's been so good that thus far. Um the the two movies in this world. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just willing to I'm willing to believe Derek. It's a Christmas it's a Christmas kind of thing. I'm just willing to believe.
0: Well, I hope you're right, man. I mean, I, obviously I'll have to watch it for this show, but uh, yeah, I mean, three hours and twenty minutes would have been too long, and even over two hours, it just—I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you, man. I was—I exci- was excited about this movie until that article came out today, and then I was like, "Oh no, I, I don't want to deal with that."
1: Well, again, you're not wrong. It—it it, that kind of strains credibility, but I'm. Yeah. I'm just going to believe that it's going to be okay.
0: I like it. Okay. We'll just keep that. Uh I'll just and keep then the last myself that. Yeah, and then the last one I had was I don't know if you saw this yet or not, but uh, LaKeith Stanfield who was in Get Out, mm-hmm. he played uh he played the guy that gets his mind warped uh, by the old white dude originally.
1: Yeah, the the guy who says get out, right?
0: Yeah. Um he wants to play the Joker in a movie.
1: I want him to play the Joker. Yeah. Uh, can I don't know? Maybe I guess it's too late to push Joaquin out, but let's do it.
0: Yeah, I, I would love that. Actually, I think that would be really fun.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if DC's willing to to make like two Joker movies, why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would rather see that. I know right now than seeing Leto revive his version. Oh man, yeah. I don't even
0: want to talk about that. So, dude, I'm I'm all in on that. <clears throat> Did you know that the Joaquin Phoenix version just wrapped?
1: No, have your? Have, I mean, what's your positivity meter on that thing? I'm optimistic. Yeah, I you know I started off very skeptical, mm-hmm. and it's just been slowly but surely ticking up. Yeah the uh, the test footage was what got me. Me too. Me too. And in fact, did you feel like I don't think he was trying to, but did you feel like there was like the ghost of Ledger hanging around?
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Yep, There's. I mean, there's a lot of Ledger esque in this version of the Joker, so I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. Sure. I think anything will be better than Jared Leto. Yes. I could crack a bag them- and draw and draw uh a green hair for it I think it would be better Than Jared Leto As yeah. a Joker
1: I'm with you entirely If you, if someone wanted to like Set up a Joker action figure And just record it yeah. For an hour and a half That would definitely be superior So Yeah 100% Yeah um, You know we talked about how it, it takes a certain kind of someone To try to do the Joker After uh, uh, Nicholson did mm-hmm. And that was Ledger And it takes a special kind of someone To try and do the Joker After Ledger I, I do think Leto and Phoenix fall into the kind of The category of people Who could do that but I guess I was thinking, how do you do the Joker? You know, we had the the, the like uh, classy mobster version, right? Yeah. With With eighty nine, uh, then we had the uh, on the edge of chaos at all times with Ledger. Uh, what do you do differently? And it may be that Phoenix thought, well, let me just try and you know the most unsuspecting move he can make is try to channel Ledger. Yeah. And uh,
0: I'll be excited to see whatever he he puts out. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that goes. So, yeah. and you know what, and that comes out a week before Are You Afraid of the Dark? So. What a great October we're looking up! Yeah, baby, tis the most wonderful time. Sorry, no, you're absolutely right. Can't wait for October. Yeah, all right, man, that does it for me. You want to? Uh, you want to get into this?
1: Yeah, I think since you picked this movie and uh, and told me I had to watch it, I think it's. Is for you to make the call.
0: Okay. Well, let's go ahead and pour the string on uh, 2010, 2011. I'm not sure when it first came out, uh, but Barry starring Ryan Reynolds.
1: It's 2008 is when this came out.
0: Yeah. Bird, bird. So. All right, Derek. Well, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Wahlberg. What? No. Spoiler alert. All
1: right. Lay it on me. We've already been talking about music a lot on this episode. Do you think we can get the rights to uh, Allison Chains' Man in the Box? <laughs> oh man, I hope so because I kind of feel like that needs to be playing the whole time we talk about this movie. Yeah. Um, hey Derek, what made you love this movie?
0: Ryan Reynolds. Okay. You wanna you wanna elaborate on that? I uh, I just think that this was a I don't want to say career defining performance by Ryan Reynolds, but I think that this was this was this movie came at a time where Ryan Reynolds was looked at as just a pretty face and not necessarily much talent. Uh, This came in a time where he really wasn't doing a lot um, that was getting noticed. And I don't, man, there's something about, um, there's something about a movie that just has one person and he is, he, you know, he is, he's having to do this performance By himself, that always gets me. I I feel the same way about there's a movie, there's an independent movie called Lock that stars Tom Hardy. And it is literally 90 minutes of Tom Hardy in a car, driving, having to interact with people on the phone, and going through all these different things that he's having to go through. And I was just mesmerized by how good Tom Hardy is in that movie. I feel the same way about this one with Ryan Reynolds. I I just feel like that he acts as rear end off in this. And he does a phenomenal job.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um,
0: are you familiar with this director? Um, I am I am not. Rodrigo Cortez? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not. As a matter of fact, I think this is the only thing I know him from.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, same deal for me. So, obviously, I had missed this movie the first time around. mm mm-hmm. um, But then uh, I saw this, and I, I've not seen anything he's done since then. In fact, if you get on his Wikipedia page, the last film he's done – that has a Wikipedia, excuse me, the first uh, film he did that has a Wikipedia entry is Buried. And the rest okay. of them are, are movies I know I haven't seen, like Grand Piano and Apartment 143. It's just, it's not stuff I've caught.
2: Yeah. Well, I
0: think, I mean, obviously, English is the second language. So I imagine that most of his uh, movies are in Spanish. Right, right.
1: Which, you know, th- that's not really a, a, a terrible problem for me. Like, right. um, I got to meet... Uh, well, now that I've forgotten his name, Guillermo del Toro through his Spanish language films, mm-hmm. and Quarantine is, you know, one of the best found footage movies I've ever seen. the The Spanish version, or mm-hmm. it was either Quarantine or Wreck. I can't remember which one, which title went on the English version that wasn't the remake. But anyway, that's that's not a, a trouble for me. But I I just haven't seen this guy so. Okay, well, um, I guess let me circle back to Ryan Reynolds then. So when did he hit your radar? When when were you aware he was a thing? Uh, early 2000s, Two Guys, A Girl, in a Pizza Place. Okay, and so was that a TV show? It was, on ABC. Okay, and did he
0: play lovable goofball, or what, what was his role there? Yeah, he played, I believe the guy's name was Bert, um, in Two Guys, A Girl, a pizza, in a Pizza Place, and he essentially played like a PG Van Wilder. Okay. Michael Berg, Berg was his name, Michael Berg Bergman.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, I think for me, the first time I, I saw him was in uh, a movie where I can't remember what it's called. He he played a guy who was fat in high school. Yeah.
2: Just
0: friends.
1: Fr- just friends. Yeah. He got friend zoned, and he came back and was Mr. Yeah. Hot stuff. Uh, I really came to appreciate him as an actor, though, with um, the the movie he made with the woman from Twilight. Okay, Waiting? No, it was before Waiting, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no, it was after Waiting. It was Adventureland. Do you
2: remember that? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So he's working at an amusement park, and he's like the creepy guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. So somehow in this, I did see Waiting, and I thought that was a funny movie. I enjoyed him in the Amityville Horror, by the way. I probably like the one or two or three people who can say that, but I enjoyed him in that. But again, I really noticed him as an actor in Adventureland. Um, Okay, so we've covered some of those things. Um, What does this movie do to you emotionally?
0: Uh, I mean, it, it wrecks you, man. Yeah, it's it's bleak. It's very bleak. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess that's that's kind of where I want to come in on this. You and I are in lockstep on Ryan Reynolds, this being an incredible performance by him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff since then, and this is his best performance that I've ever seen. If if you'd have told me that, like, even knowing what he what he became after this movie, it's just going to be tight shots of him in a box. Uh, as you know, he runs out of oxygen, and snakes show up, and sand falls in. I would have been like, "That's probably just a little bit beyond him, mm-hmm. dude. He's incredible." Yeah. In fact, I I, <laughs> I was just contemplating the Ryan Reynoldsness of Ryan Reynolds, and I realized God just gives some people extra, yeah. and maybe maybe too much. I mean, I have it on good authority. Multiple people have told me he's a very attractive man. I find him deeply funny. Yeah. And apparently, he can act like crazy when he wants to. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was great. And I really, I really have a lot of respect for this director because, again, if he'd have told me the premise, I would have thought, what do you do with that creatively? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I said on our review not too long ago of as above, so below, um, they do a good job of making you feel claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could feel the walls of that box. Like looming over my head while I was watching that movie. Yeah, uh, very early on, they like it's a it's a close up of Reynolds' neck, and you can see like every hair of his five o'clock shadow. Yeah, and he's grimy and sweaty. And I think from that moment on, I was I was locked in there with him, man. I was just right in there.
2: Yeah um
1: but i hated this movie i hate this movie so bad like totally willing to fist fight rodrigo cortez over it um just hated it
0: okay well uh, let's let's work backwards what would you what would have made you like the movie
1: i think it's gotta it's gotta be pretty obvious can you guess what would make me like the movie they rescue him and he's happily ever after yeah the freaking box gets opened yeah um, and again, I mean, y'all know me. Uh, those of you who've listened before, I don't like nihilistic horror movies. I don't like, uh, you know, torture for torture's sake. Right. And that's, I mean, that's really my criticism. And it's why I feel a visceral dislike for this movie. I cared about Ryan Reynolds character. Uh, it's a testimony to his acting, to Cortez's skill behind the camera. I really was invested in this guy mm-hmm. and I take it personally. <laughs> That they did this to me. Yeah. Uh I, I don't really know what else to say. But the thing I texted you, I'll just I'll tell our listeners, when I texted you and said, dude, I'm so mad at this movie and I hate it, mm-hmm. um, they get you from every possible emotional angle. Yeah. I, I remember at one point he's he's sending uh a video to his family and he's like, This will be my last will and I give the seven hundred dollars in my bank account to my wife. And he's like, to my son, and he's like, what can I leave my son? Oh, my clothes. I'll give you my clothes. You'll grow into them. I'm sorry I don't have more. Mm -hmm. You could be a baseball player and leave more to your children. And I was like, man, there's already human empathy just in the terror of being buried alive. Uh, You feel sad for this guy just waking up in these circumstances. Freaking evil government and evil corporation have left him out to dry. Uh, They have him cut off his freaking finger. Mm -hmm. And then they just bury him in sand. Dude, I... I just hate, I hate everything about how that movie ended. I'm still salty about it. I'm mad right now. <laughs> the freakers. So for me, the reason I, I really do hate this movie is because it feels like, uh, I, I've said on here before, I don't like torture porn horror, where the whole point is just to be grossed out about what they can do to the human body. Yeah. I don't appreciate them doing everything they can do to the human heart in, in the metaphorical
0: sense. Okay. Now, I, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, but do, do you not feel like that they could have went with the obvious choice? We find the guy, he comes out, he's reunited with the family. Well, they've happily ever after. But do you not feel like that it was more of a brave choice to end the movie this way? Well, I get why people respect
1: this movie so much. Yeah for all the reasons we just talked about in the ending, which you're just pointing to there. Um, and yeah, maybe that is more brave. And here's the thing. It, it works better this way as a message movie, because yeah, again, just to heighten my misery, did you see there's a post credit scene mm-hmm. and you come back around you're like, Oh, there he is. They're going to pop him out of there. No, they're not. They're just reminding you that it's not just him who died buried in the sand. There's this other guy yeah, who did too. Right. And, um, it works as a message like not all hostages get rescued. Right. It's very real world in that way. Mm-hmm. Um but I also I don't watch chick movies that are designed to make you cry. Sure. I don't watch movies that I know are going to just—they're going to be a naked attempt to emotionally manipulate me. Mm-hmm. And this stinking movie snuck past my watching gargoyles <laughs> <laughs> and emotionally manipulated me. And I'm—you know—I got a gripe about it. I got so, a bone to pick. So you're not mad because the movie was
0: bad. You're mad because you got played.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I mean, like they designed this movie to just crush your your heart, mm-hmm. um, and it worked. Yeah.
0: But screw them for that. I mean, that's fair. I I mean, I think that's an honest, visceral reaction to this movie. I I think the reason that I enjoyed it so much, again, not not just because of Ryan Reynolds, but because they did go out on that note of like, because I I fully expected, I'll be honest with you, my horror ESP may not have been fully developed in 2010. Um, but I fully expected them to just pull him out of the box. He, you know, we finally see the wife, you know, we see these voices, you know, from the other side of the phone and everyone's reunited and stuff. And at the end of it, when he's like, oh, Paul, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And Ryan Reynolds basically has to accept his fate as the, as the movie is fading to black, much like Paul's life is. I remember being like, oh, and and I want to say that I watched this with Big Al and I believe that, like, our initial reaction was, oh, holy, they did it. They went for it. Um, yeah, well, they took take a long walk off a short period for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but Don't make uh, me uh, fall in love with Ryan Reynolds and then
0: kill him in front of me, okay? Look, man, you're going to fall in love with Ryan Reynolds in every movie that he's in. Have you seen Green Lantern? <laughs> well, touche. But you know what? I still love Ryan <laughs> Reynolds despite Green Lantern. Yeah, me too. Um, and, and I think that that is also another great thing about this movie is is that you do fall in love with this guy. How many times have we come on this show, Jeff, and been like, ah, there's no one to root for in this movie? Oh, absolutely.
1: I, I was rooting for him from the first sweaty shot of his follicles, his neck follicles. Right. Uh, again, it's a it's a really well done movie. And I, I just defy anyone to really be critical of Ryan Reynolds as an actor after watching this. Yeah. Friggers.
2: Yeah.
0: And yeah, I, yeah, man. I, I just, I, I think it's great. I think it's very uh, Hitchcockian. Hmm. I, I think this is a movie that Hitchcock would be proud of. As a matter of fact, I think two of Hitchcock's movies were sort of templates for this movie, um, if I can find them. Yeah. So, Lifeboat hmm. and Rope were an inspiration to Rodrigo Cortez when he was making this movie. Well, a, I've never seen
1: either one of those, and b, they mm-hmm. sound like movies that go together. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I guess if Hitchcock is a sadomasochist, uh, and he speaks Spanish, you get Rodrigo Cortez. I'll tell you this, buddy, I'm not signing up to watch any more of Mr. Cortez's
0: uh, filmography. <laughs> well, I mean, that's and that's fair, it's fair, but I mean, really, though, I, I think that anyone should watch this movie. Yeah, I, I mean, if you haven't seen this movie yet, you should go out of your way to watch it. If you're a fan of Ryan Reynolds, and you know what, even if you're not a fan of Ryan Reynolds, I defy you to not be a fan of Ryan Reynolds after this movie's over. Yeah, that's a high bar to set. My, again,
1: my thing though is like, if you're really into Nicholas Sparks movies and you just want to go in and have your tear ducts rung out, yeah, uh, yeah, go for this. But you know, prepare to call your general practitioner and ask for Prozac when you're done. <laughs>
0: It. I mean, it is, man. It's bleak. It's emotional. Like it's it's heavy. I I completely agree with you on that. But I also was when you said when you said torture porn when you said emotional torture porn. I was like, holy smokes, man. I don't know if I'd go
1: that far or not. Yeah, dude. I mean, there have been you know there have been movies we've reviewed on this show that uh, the the main characters I would root for the sand in this movie. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah Uh, that's not the case here and uh, again like I feel like I'm trying to do two things that maybe feel contradictory but aren't I'm trying to say this is an incredible movie top to bottom yeah no pun intended Um, (laughs) but to heck with y'all for doing this to me
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, I, well, I'm, I'm 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 glad that you can at least admit that it's a good movie.
1: Yeah, it's a good movie. I, yeah. I also had to do like eight straight hours of Toy Story on repeat to get it out of my
0: soul. <laughs> but how could Did you watch the first Toy Story? Or did you watch Toy Story 3 because how can you watch Toy Story 3 and not feel the exact same way? It's, it's just all the way through, man. It's just all the way through. It's the <laughs>
1: I even like checked out uh you know the shorts they did like yeah. the Toy of Terror and stuff. Yeah, yeah, just just a good a good cinematic <laughs> colonic to get me over this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and I completely agree, man. It's heavy. It is, it's heavy and, um, and, and it is very bleak, but I, I, I do think it's a great movie. And especially for a guy who, up until, you know, for the most part, up until that point, had only been known as the cutesy actor, right? I think like his biggest movie at that point was The Proposal with Sandra Bullock. And, um, you know, like he'd been known for the rom-coms and he'd been known as Van Wilder and he'd been known, you know, those type of movies. Right. Sure. And now here he comes and it's just him. And he's having to act his butt off for, for 90 minutes inside of a box, you know, much less like it'd be one thing to act inside of a room or like I was talking about with that movie Lock. It's it's one thing to act inside of a car. It's another to, to act in, in, in a box. that's what, like six foot by five foot. Okay, yes, but then also there were some shots they did where like they zoomed
1: out through the top, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like they did it to heighten your sense of how alone he is. Right. So he had to be in a space that had more room than what, you know, the character was actually dealing with. But I never felt like he wasn't just cramped up and running out of oxygen and fighting back anxiety. You, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I, I was really impressed. I, yeah. I'll, I'll just be on broken record repeat. I, I was really impressed with the performance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and you know what? It takes someone really special to do to do a movie like this. Like it takes a very special actor to be the only person that you see in a movie, and and to not only do it, but to do it in a way that you go, "Oh man, that was really really good." Yeah, it also takes a sociopath to do
1: that to the viewers. Uh, can, in all seriousness, can you think of another movie that kind of leaves you on this bleak of a note?
0: Saw one.
1: Okay, yeah, that that fits. I mean, I guess in some ways the strangers. Yeah. Um. Green <laughs> <one>. Green Lantern <laughs> for different reasons.
0: Yeah, for totally different reasons.
1: It's okay. Dead Deadpool took care of that in the second movie. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh the, the other one that that I was thinking of. Did you see Hostiles last year? Christian yes. Bale. Do you remember the yeah. opening scene of that movie?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's it, that I opening just, I montage. I just recently
0: watched that, like maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, did you like it? I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Say, I thought it was really good. Um
1: That opening scene is like what the ending of this movie was. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so anyway, I, I, I tip my cap in respect to everyone involved in making this movie. And I also plan to give them a piece of my mind. If I ever come across them, that's fair. I, I can just see me meeting Ryan Reynolds and be like, Hey man, I got a bone to pick with
0: you about buried. Wait, get through. what? You, you don't want to talk about Green Lantern. You don't want to talk about Amityville horror. You don't want to talk about the proposal. You want to talk about buried.
1: Yeah, pal. I got a piece of my <laughs> mind to give you. <laughs> yeah, pal. Gosh, darn. So, yeah, man, hated the movie. Really, really respect everybody involved making
0: it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, well, well um, I mean, there's really not much to talk about. I mean, really, it's Ryan Reynolds being buried alive. There's not a lot to, to digress on this or anything. Jeff, scale of one to ten, where would you put it? It's probably about an eight. Okay. You
2: know, if, yeah. I,
1: if, I, if I'm leaving my review on Letterboxd, and I did, I can't remember exactly what I, I clicked through on that. But, you know, this is the one where you're like, this is a, this is a four-star movie, and I do not click the <laughs> like button. Mm-hmm. So where would you go?
0: I'd say the same thing. Eight, maybe eight and a half. It's
1: really good. Yeah. It, it is really good in terms of how you make a movie. Um, yeah. Did we see something scary? I think so. Okay. What would you point to within the movie? Just the overall, like,
0: this is how life works and ends sometimes in the real world? Yeah. Just an overall sense of dread, you know? Yeah. And especially, I mean, again, with the ending of it, because in the ending of it, you go, oh, oh, there's no escape.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: exactly what
1: you do. Yeah. <laughs> Um <laughs> you know another thing again this movie is just custom tailored to hit all the wrong buttons for me. Mm-hmm. Uh I I know you know this. I don't know if our listeners do. I have a pathological
0: hatred for snakes. Yeah. And
1: somehow they managed to get a freaking snake in that box with Ryan Reynolds.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, that that's a really scary part. That's a good that's a good call.
1: Yeah, you know, forget this movie top to bottom and it's just <laughs> <laughs> It worked in all the worst ways.
0: Yeah. Go watch the movie, but frick this movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I, I guess I'll
1: say we saw something scary. Yeah. Uh, I scary so. what it did to my, my soft, tender heart. <laughs> I owe you a hug next time I see you. For sure. And, and can that hug take the
0: form of a pizza? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 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 hey, Crust Pizza. Is there any way you can make a pizza hug? For a, for a buddy of mine I just need to uh need to present this to him. Just put something together. He'll like it. Yeah. Just, just throw something together that looks like arms outreaching. He'll eat it <laughs> for sure. It'll be great.
1: Yeah. All right, Derek. I mean, what else did we not cover? We've, we've I, main I questions. Mean,
0: that, that really is it. Yeah. It's a, it's an amazing performance by Ryan Reynolds. It is very dark. It's very bleak. Um, you, you probably will need to watch something lighter to bring yourself back up. But I sincerely hope that if you have not watched this movie, you go out of your way to watch it because it is, it's worth it. It's, It is worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, lighter.
1: Yeah. Something involving like Robin Williams. (laughs) Like a funeral. You could just go to a funeral. (laughs) That would be more uplifting. Correct. And perk right up.
0: It would be perfect. (laughs) All right, Derek. Um, Mm -hmm. What are we going to watch next? You know what? That's a great question. And I was going to suggest... Something from the Into the Dark series that they're playing on Hulu, but you just said you don't have Hulu, so I don't wanna well, I wanna you make what, you buddy?
1: get something. That would be a good excuse for me to get Hulu. That's the other side of this. Okay. Uh if you're if you feel strongly about that, particularly since it's seasonal and holidayish, we probably need to do a holiday theme episode between now and our best of, right, for the year?
2: Yeah.
1: So you wanna do the Christmas from the Hulu
0: series?
2: Yeah,
1: I
0: think so.
2: Okay.
1: Done and done. Sorry out there to all you silent night, deadly night fans. You just hang around till next year. <laughs> That, yeah, we ain't
0: that, going nowhere.
1: That movie got buried. <laughs> uh, I don't get it. Okay. What happened? Yeah, sorry, it wasn't much of a joke. <laughs> so do we? Do we know what the Hulu Christmas movie is called? It's just Into the Dark is the series.
0: Yeah, Into the. Let me look it up real quick. End of the Dark, and it looks like that the Christmas one is called Pooka. And here's, oh, really? the, here's the here's here's synopsis here's the synopsis on Puka, and you tell me if you think it's worth it. Is this a, a Pokemon that escaped? Yes, it is. Good call. Um, Christmas is coming up, so a struggling actor gets a holiday seasonal job as a character in a plush suit to promote the hottest toy of the year, Puka. At first, it's a fun and friendly distraction, but he slowly develops two personalities. One when he's in the suit, and one that's outside it, as Puka slowly starts to take possession of him. This unconventional monster movie is directed by Academy Award-nominated uh, filmmaker Nacho Vigalando. Come on, man. It's Libre. Come on. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, too. The visionary behind the 2016 acclaimed kaiju film Colossal. Okay. I'm into kaiju films. So, Puka... Is the holiday one for this year? Puka, it is, my friend. Okay, Are you, can I can I not convince you to watch Santa sleigh with Bill Goldberg like uh, Big Allen? I did last year for Christmas.
1: So when y'all watched it, I watched the trailer, and my answer is a definitive no. You cannot, my friend.
0: <laughs> All right, that's fair. We probably don't need to – that's probably not the one movie that we need to go back and redo
2: anyway, right? Yeah.
0: Uh, Batman voice hard pass here. Yeah. You know what? Somewhere down the line, Jeff – I know we've talked about this before, but somewhere down the line, we need to probably redo the first, like, ten episodes of this show and actually do, like, our current format and stuff because, you know, we used to just go blow by blow through the movie, and I think I think we're better podcasters now than we were hmm. two years ago, which hey, by the way, happy two year anniversary. I'm pretty sure we're right on it. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. Good ride. Good ride, Naz. Yeah. What is this? The aluminum anniversary? Do I need to get you something in aluminum? Tinfoil. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I'll just tinfoil that pizza and I we'll be good. We have mine mailed. <laughs> um, but you know, like I I maybe not some of them, right? Maybe not uh Bye Bye Man or uh Incarnate. Maybe not. Um uh, but like I think get out, um For sure. What Autopsy Jane Doe. Autopsy Jane Doe. What was the, uh Don't Breathe? Was that the blind oh, one? The turkey yeah, basin? Yeah.
2: yeah. So so maybe
0: maybe the first of the year, while we're waiting on Split and we're waiting on a couple of these other th- – or excuse me, uh, Glass, while we're waiting on a couple of these other movies that come out, we'll just go back through that. Or maybe we can do bonus episodes. I don't know. I'm just maybe, trying to –
1: Maybe we could record them while we're sitting through the nine-hour cut of Glass. Dear Lord.
0: I, I will cut myself with Glass if there's a nine-hour cut of it. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, we'll start with Puka and then we'll take a look at the archives. And uh, guys, Derek mentioned our Facebook group, We Saw Something Scary, Uh, the best place on the internet. And if you're interested in us going back through some of our early episodes, why don't you nominate a few to us and we'll move them to the top of the list.
0: That'd be great. That'd be great. And uh, I know I was asked earlier today when we're going to do a year in review episode. That'll probably be coming up pretty soon. Um, So lots of cool things that are going on. And uh, the first of the year, I'm not going to give too much away, but I will say stay tuned because there are several things that are going on in the Saw Something Scary universe that Jeff and I are both very excited about. And uh, we hope that you will be as well. And so, uh, just get ready for it. First of the year. Uh, I don't necessarily think changes. I just think additions is the best yeah. word for it. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. be on the lookout for that. All right. That's going to do it for this week. He is at right, Jeff. I'm at Derek zoo. Uh, you can find us at saw the scary, uh, again on the Facebook group. You can find us scary podcast on Twitter. Uh, Reddit is forward slash r forward slash saw something scary and our Instagram account is saw something scary as well. Jeff has another podcast he does called the Pop Culture Quorum Deo that he and Jared Moore, uh, who's a friend of the show and former co-host, are doing. Jeff, uh are you guys – you guys reviewing anything right now? Are you on yeah. a hiatus? We uh, we have taken a couple of weeks
1: off. We went and saw the Grinch movie, and we were like, eh, maybe we'll talk about that. But we'll probably catch the new uh, Spider-Man animated movie and, and talk okay. about that this week. So look for more from us at that point.
0: So there you go. Pop Culture quorum Deo. And you can join the uh, Pop Culture Quorum Deo Perpetual After Party. Well done. On, thank you. I've been practicing on Facebook as well. Um, if you want to be more inclined to that group. Hey, uh, while you
1: uh, you got your browser pulled up, go to derrickzoo.com. You know how to start the new year right? It's go find Derek Zoo while he's hitting that comedy trail after he gets liberated from Dolly Land. So y'all get on com and
0: go find my boy. You won't regret you, it. Sir. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm all over the place. I'm in uh, Indiana, Georgia, Ohio, Tennessee, Kentucky. Kentucky, uh George I said Georgia already, Alabama, Florida, Ohio. Did I say Indiana already? I don't know,
1: man. It does sound like you are everywhere, which yeah. I'm not surprised by. I mean, I know you've been tied up. I'm sure there's a lot of people wanting to get
0: you in now that you've got some free time. Yeah. So I'm going to be all over the place. Uh, and, uh, the, the big one that I'm looking forward well, I'm looking forward to all of them, but, uh, the big one I'm looking forward to is I'm back at, uh, Red Silo Brewing, uh, in Cookville, Tennessee on January the 19th. So, uh, for all of you Cookville listeners, come on out, man. We're going to have a good time. And I'm in Chattanooga, I'm in Nashville. Uh, uh, lots of different places in Tennessee, starting the, starting the thing off in Oak Ridge on January the 4th, and then we're just going to go crazy from there. So uh, all those tour dates will be up on com next week. So get ready for it.
1: Hey, I don't know if I've, we've ever talked about this, but if you're going to be in Oak Ridge, uh, you got to go buy Big Ed's Pizza. Okay. Go check that place out. I don't think you'll be disappointed.
0: All right, there we go. Big Ed's Pizza. Uh, send the check. Send the check. Or send a, uh, send a pepperoni pizza, and Jeff and I will take care of that too, one or the other. All right, man, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Saw Something Scary. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys next week when we review Puka from the End of the Dark series on Hulu. For Jeff Wright, this is Derek Zoo reminding you to stay away from clowns and sewers, blind men with turkey basters, and white people with teacups. We'll see you guys back here next week. Bye-bye, man.